So I'm guessing we might have a few more listeners this week, Paula. Yes, we do. Do you know why? Why? Because I went to Impractical Jokers Live last night. (laughs) Yes, that's the number one reason why. Yes, and uh, David and I had the lawn seats, and I took that opportunity to go up to every single person in their face and scream, if you like this, then I have a podcast you might like. (laughs) Hold on. Um, So you were outside it was an outdoor show oh yeah 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 uh it, we had the uh the group on lawn seats oh gotcha where for, was what venue was it in uh hollywood amphitheater in tinley park oh so you went to the suburbs yes yes <laughs> to yes. go see impractical jokers yes 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 and see here i saw your paper wristband it was like what cool activity did paula get up into um, last night i stand by it <laughs> yeah definitely. uh listeners if you don't already know i very earnestly much like a middle-aged stepdad love Impractical Jokers. I feel like the only time I ever see Impractical Jokers is when I'm at the gym and someone else is on a cardio machine and they're watching Impractical Jokers and I'm watching over their shoulder. It's great. Um, But my favorite, favorite, favorite moment of the entire thing was uh, there was like a big sign that Mm -hmm. said Impractical Jokers. Sure. And everyone was taking their pictures with it. Uh But it was kind of that like very polite thing where like you would take someone's picture and then they would take yours and then you would the next people would move on and, and do the same thing. Uh-huh. And I took a good photo of this couple and everyone's taking it, you know, everyone's standing at the same spot to take it, holding their phone, uh, hamburger way, like to get the whole sign. Sure. Um, and I, so I took a good one of them and then I gave them my phone and David and I hopped in for the picture mm-hmm. and I looked at the photo later and she just took a picture of the two of us. <laughs> no she, sign. No sign. She just got us. So you just have a nice picture of the two of you anywhere. Yes, yes, yes. So she thought that as everyone else was taking the sign, I was like, you know what? I like this outfit. Let's get a good picture. <laughs> um, sounds like you got impractical joked. Is that the catchphrase that they use? It's not. And that's also not um, kind of the vein of their jokes. But I'll let it go. And um, you and I will watch 14 hours of it later today. Oh, good. Wonderful. Yes. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk to you about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Ooh, of the day. Mm, Very timely. (laughs) Welcome to new listeners. Hi again to all of our OGs. Yeah, welcome everybody. We are happy that you tuned in. Josh, we have a really good one this week. Every week is really good. Every week's really good. We have an extra good one this week. Yeah. What's our topic this week, Paula? Trash. 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 Garbaggio. Garbage. What did your dad call it? I feel like dad's always had nicknames for it. It's just trash. Oh, my the- dad always said he was taking out the garbage. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my dog would lose his shit. That he said garbage? Uh, or the- that my dad was taking out the trash. Like... Sure. He, Simon just like took that as like his chance to go bananas. <laughs> because he was just excited about. I know he's a dog. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Makes sense. Who knows how his perfect little brain works? Paula, do you understand recycling? Josh, I actually kind of do. Do you know why? I don't. I can't read your mind. <laughs> well, you've got to work on that. Because in fifth grade at my rural Minnesota middle school, mm-hmm. they took us on our class field trip. To the dump. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we went on a class trip to the dump in the recycling center. We mm-hmm. spent a lot of time there, uh-huh. and so I think I kind of understand recycling from that. I this is reminding me that so growing up, 
in Massachusetts, our town did not have sewers. Okay. We all had septic tanks, which also meant that there wasn't really any kind of like waste treatment that was in-house. So we also would go to the dump. And I'm remembering that like almost every Saturday, I would go with my dad to the dump. I went with my dad to the dump a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Just like as soon as I was big enough to be able to... My job, I like graduated from not going to the dump yeah. to then going to the dump with my dad and doing the recycling bits of it. So like we had recycling and uh-huh. I took those bins because they were lighter yeah. and making sure that I put the like cardboard in one of the big areas yep. and then the, the bottles in the other one. And then there was a third area where you had to back into it. And that's where yes. the trash went. Yes, I remember that. Why did our dads have so much garbage to bring to the dump, Josh? Probably because we were children. <laughs> Probably because we, we created were a lot of garbage. Um, I vividly re- what I vividly remember about the field trip to the dump is um, the horrible smell. <laughs> Just yeah. the horrible hot garbage smell. Uh-huh. And we spent hours there. And the second thing I remember from the dump, this is like fifth, sixth grade, probably fifth grade. Was, um, you know, they did a, the fun game, kind of our reward for doing a good job at the dump was we all got to get on the thing that weighs the trucks. Uh-huh. Like as a class. As a class and to see how much you all weighed as a class. Yes. And I remember just the panic of being on there that somehow I would be, I would break it. Oh no, <laughs> Paula. <laughs> Like an elevator capacity? Yes. There's only... They'd be like, get that one off. And it, I just had all these like horrible scenarios playing out. Oh, no. But it works out. It works out. We were both very anxious children. <laughs> what a bizarre place to take kids on a field trip. I know. Like, I get it to some extent. Yeah. Where it's like, here's the responsibility. Isn't that a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you haven't experienced garbage <laughs> until you smelt it for two hours. <laughs> Get on your waiters, kids. (laughs) Um, Was that the weirdest field trip you went on? We did not go on a field trip. This was just a weekly thing that we... Oh, so it was not a weekly thing and a field trip. No, it was just a weekly thing. Oh, I thought we were two of a kind, me and you. No. No. All right, well... I don't think we ever went to the dump. Mine was both spent a lot of time at the dump. (laughs) We went to a couple marshes that didn't smell good, but... For like science shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Science shit. Uh, We did the dump, but I would say not my weirdest field trip. Hmm. What was your weirdest field trip? Uh, I think it was later that year. Kind of, so we had like a fall little field trip and a spring little field trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I maybe there's some listeners who I went to school with who will know better than me. But um, we did a uh, fifth grade. So how old are you? Like ten? Fifth grade is 11? like you're turning eleven. We did a twenty five mile bike ride. What? Yeah, like they brought our bikes to school. Like everybody's parents had to bring your bike to school, and then like we hit the trails. And we rode for 25 miles. That's 1.2 miles shorter than a marathon. Yeah, it was insane. And we <laughs> rode. And then I remember, um, I think we like stopped and ate like little packed lunches. Mm-hmm. And then we could swim in the pool. Uh-huh. And then we rode to a second location to like play outside. And then we rode home. And the whole so, time, it was me and the other slow kid in the back being like, this sucks. <laughs> this is definitely a field trip, like, tailored to, like, the hot athletic kids. <laughs> I'm getting nothing out of it. I just remember on our trips to the dump, at one point, we had to throw out, like, you know those long light bulbs? You know where it would be, like, 
Like a fluorescent light? Yeah, like a fluorescent light bulb yeah. that would be like a full whatever. I don't know why I was picturing like a snake light. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, my dad once was like, you can throw that separately into the into the right. trash area. That's a fun dad. And I threw it and it exploded and it was way louder than I thought it was going to be. And it a little bit scared me and mostly exhilarated me. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I was very much of like a... A boy's boy when I was a little kid. That was like, your one taste of it. Yeah, of like, yes, destruction. <laughs> Far away from me, so it can't hurt me. <laughs> With permission from an authority figure. <laughs> so I don't think this will surprise you, Paula, in any way, shape, or form. And probably Ernie Nation won't be surprised. Ernie either. Nation! Ernie Nation! Jump, jump! will uh, not be surprised by this, but I bought a fancy trash can. There we go. Shut her down, folks. <laughs> the uh, the little boy prince bought a fancy trash can. Josh, if, what do you mean by fancy trash can? Because my sh- trash can was like 20 bucks. Sure. Yeah. Um, I should it's probably, a big one. I should amend that. Mm-hmm. I've on two occasions bought two fancy trash cans. What are you talking about? What is a, tra- what is a fa- fancy trash can? So I am a big advocate of thewirecutter.com. Do you know the wire cutter? No. So this is my life hack of the week. Is this you just tricking me into like listening to a story about the wire, the TV show? Cause I'm tired of people telling me to watch the wire. It's great. You should be watching I'm the not wire. Gonna watch the wire. It's great. <laughs> no, this is the wire cutter. It's a New York times company. This is not native advertising, though. If they want to sponsor us, that'd be great. (laughs) So the wire cutter, the whole premise of it is that they have done all the research and testing to figure out what the best whatever is, whether it's an electronic or um, or a home good. So, like, for example, the article that I read on this was what is the best trash can for your home? And they have several ones like what is the best kitchen trash can what is the best bathroom trash can but they also do things like what's the best universal plug adapter for travel and things like that for trash cans yeah for universal it's all trash cans it's trash cans all the way down <laughs> um and wow, so there's so many variations of trash cans i didn't know yeah there's a lot of i different thought trash can. kitchen trash can big <laughs> bathroom trash can small so they've crunched the numbers and it turns out that uh Yes, you are correct. And kitchen trash can need lid. And generally, kitchen trash can no want touch, need foot thing. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is the episode, my favorite moment in the office where Kevin stops using little words. We don't need to get into specific episodes of The Office, but it's a good one. Watch it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part where I just talk about shows I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) So... I took their advice and got a trash can by the company Simple Human. It's a great trash can, really great trash can. The catch is that you can use normal trash bags on it, but they strongly encourage that you use the perfectly fitting oh, the Simple branded hum- Simple Human trash. What a funny coincidence. You know, we made this very fancy trash can and well, wouldn't you know that the only trash bag that works is our very fancy trash bags? And even on top of that, <laughs> you've got two different sized trash cans, buddy. One of them is going to be style G, and one of them's going to be style K. And you'll My have to jaw keep buying has them. Dropped. Can you buy these in a human store? Yeah, you can. In a, a simple human, human store? store. And on Amazon.com. Oh my God. Are they so expensive? They're more expensive than normal trash cans, normal trash bags. Are they at least pretty? Are they glittery? 
they're not glittery, but they fit perfectly. They're so snug on the thing. Also, I, from uh, being sick as a child, uh, cannot deal with the trash bags that are scented. Oh, no, those are gross. At all. Like, if I get anywhere near it, I'm just like, this is what I throw open to. I think you're burying the lead here, which is that every time you need new trash bags, you have to go to a fancy trash bag store and buy custom-fitted ones for your trash can, which is something that only, like, only you know about. So it's just a little present for Josh that every time you open the trash can, you go, it fits so well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God bless it. I love it. That's earnest. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of fancy bags, this also runs in the family. (laughs) It is genetic. I've heard that. It's genetic. Yeah. Yeah, There's nothing I can do about it. It's a, it's carried on the, on every chromosome. Yeah. Um, No, my hometown, Acton, Massachusetts, home of Action Acton. They, they just recently required everyone to compost. That's cool. Which is super great. I've never heard of a city making everyone do that. Yeah, it was great. It's a town, not quite a city. There's. <laughs> I've never heard of a metropolis making everyone do that. There's not a mayor. There's a board of selectmen. There's a town hall where anyone can get up and speak. Okay, well, we're going. <laughs> so the catch, though, is that you have to use the special composting trash bags that the town provides, which is how they make their money. So every time, though, that they need new trash bags, they have to go down to City Hall. Yeah, and pay the town. Wow, that's a racket that I want to get in on. Right? Right? Sanitation is cleaning the fuck up. That was funny, because also they are cleaning up. Look at that. Oh, Accidental pun. We took a lot of comedy classes. Thousands of dollars of improv classes gone to good use. Um, that is so wild. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think the city should do that for everything. I think they should be like, oh, you want to turn on the lights? Got to use these approved light bulbs. (laughs) I'm just looking around the room. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Want a keyboard? I got a broken keyboard. No. It's a Macklemore lyric. Oh, about thrift stores. About thrift stores. Okay, well, that actually brings me to something else I wanted to talk about. Sure. <laughs> Look at that. That was so seamless. I yeah, and we're calling it, it out. Um, uh, That does bring me to something I wanted to talk about, which is my favorite form of trash. Other people's. <laughs> okay, sure. And specifically, um, garage sales. Okay. Josh, are you a garage sailor? And I'm not saying, do you occasionally go to garage sales? I mean... I, I sail the garage seas <laughs> looking for bounty. <laughs> Me, a garage sailor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been known to go to a garage sale. Okay, well, that's different. So I spent so much time as a kid waking up the crack of dawn with my mom. A vast. A vast <laughs> setting sail. I see a garbage bird. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to get past this. Go on. Um, But I love garage sales because... Uh, Somebody has gone through their home. They thought, this is my garbage. And now it's a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And they put it either in their aforementioned garage or on their yard or wherever. And then strangers come Mm -hmm. and they pay you a quarter for your garbage. 
and then now it's their garbage. Yeah. That's insane. It's, That's an insane concept. Yeah. So here's the thing. That whole like one man's trash is another man's treasure sure. kind of adage. True. In some cases, 75% to 90% of the time, it's just trash. It's most, of the, most of the time, if you really come down to it, one man's trash is just everyone's trash. Yeah, exactly. It's not like every single little old lady who's having like a, they're moving out of their house that they've been in for 50 years yeah. and they're like, my gra- my son used to love these baseball cards. And you look at it and you're like, this is the entire set of baseball cards from 1963. <laughs> this is worth so much money and you're selling it to me for $3. <laughs> it's That's never the case. It's like, oh, here's a broken Moncala set. <laughs> <laughs> Now it is mine. Yeah. Here's Mousetrap. It's missing three pieces. Well, and something something takes you over, at least for me, when you are at a garage sale, because you're like, yes, this is a good price, and I will use this. Yeah. And it could be just garbage, and you, you don't realize it for days and days and days later. Mm-hmm. Days later. Well, it's like Trader Joe's syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. You get three ninety nine into spending yes. a ton of money. Like, you don't need it, but it's $3.99. So I, why not? Yeah, I don't need yeah. this questionably working hair curler, mm-hmm. but it's 75 cents. Yeah. Josh, have you ever had a garage sale? No, I have never had a garage sale because we lived on a cul-de-sac and, like, no one came through, so it wasn't worth it. We tried to do some lemonade stands, and that was about as well as we did entrepreneurially as children. Did you make any money? I don't. I did do a P&L. On the thing, mm-hmm. but is it too late? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay, <laughs> that quarter's closed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we did a garage sale. Okay, and I cried. Oh, so many times with people leading away my little toys. Aww. I know, and I was too old for that. Uh huh. I was definitely too old for that. So this brings up something that I'm wondering. Sure. How do you do with the whole Marie Kondo experience for listeners who haven't who don't know who Marie Kondo is it's this whole idea of uh like what is the simple joy of cleaning up something like that the whole idea is that you clean up your life by making piles you go through your house and you say does this spark joy and if it does you keep it but if it's not sparking joy you throw it away and you're really ruthless about that that's my spark notes version of it so I'm wondering Paula um does that work for you no Every single possession I have, and I have thousands, I live in a hoarder's apartment. Every single one sparks joy. Okay. Every single, even the ones I don't remember I have because they're back in a closet and I haven't looked at them since ninth grade. But also, you haven't looked at them since ninth grade. And look at this joy. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this story that this reminds me of. Yes. Yes. Did you do it? No. No. I did not. I did. We kind of missed that trend. It was like a big trend. And then the TV show came out and everyone was doing it again. And. Yeah. And you know, in a couple of years, it'll probably come back. That's true. Yeah. I definitely, when I moved most recently, did Mm -hmm. a pretty good job of throwing out clothes that I wasn't wearing and being better about like, yes, this has a story behind it, but like, am I ever actually going to wear it again? And honestly, do I fit in it anymore? Yeah. And being able to kind of like get rid of clothes in that way. But I don't know that I definitely have the mentality of, I could see myself turning into a hoarder. I think I don't oh, like. Yeah, me too. Tr- I don't like messiness and dirtiness enough that I would stop myself at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I would like to hope, but I definitely can legitimize keeping pretty much everything. Being like, oh well, that could be a prop 
at some point. Oh Maybe my God. I w- the amount of things I have in my apartment because I'm like, I could use that as a prop in a show or that might be a costume in a show is obscene. Right. Obscene. Like I have a Hawaiian lei that like a like a not a real one not with real flowers like a plastic lei that I was like oh well like I wore this during my IO five Bs during the graduation show and like this matters a lot but also like if I ever want to do a Hawaiian costume now I have one Josh I have a bag of forty three lays in my closet right now uh huh that's not a bit I can bring them out here just cause I threw a party uh huh. And now I have them. And you want to recoup your investment? Yeah, well, you know, I think there was something in me that was like, that cost a lot. I should probably throw a Hawaiian show. We should do one. We should do a Hawaiian episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, a whole episode on Hawaiian punch. Ooh, Where is it? As we get like more and more episodes, we're going to have to start getting like super specific. In yeah, these. Right, exactly. Um, this week's episode is about stainless steel. <laughs> Josh, to hop back onto garage sales for a second. Okay, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes. They're open. Okay, they weren't when you said that. You tricked me. You little trickster. <laughs> Listeners, this is be let this be a lesson to you all. Don't lie to Paula. <laughs> <laughs> She'll find out. Um, okay, so if you wound up at a garage sale, what would be your dream, dream, dream thing to find? I mean, right now, I really need like a good sitting chair oh like an accent chair that is not too big but super comfortable has a kind of like mid-century modern kind of feel and is like not full of bugs that's the key with garage sales oh my god this is sparking a memory for me my senior year of college we lived in an off-campus house that we had lived in the year before too okay cool yeah we were super cool Okay, cool. Really cool. We had two floors of a house. Wow. Um, And in Providence, Rhode Island, there are multiple colleges, which means that all the apartments turn over every single one in the city on June 1st. Everything's on an academic school year. Okay. And so all the leases end and start, end on May 31st. And so... If you were to go around on like May 30th, May 31st, people are just throwing away stuff because they're graduating. Like nice things. You can can clean up and get some really good stuff. Yeah. We didn't do that. We saw an armchair that we liked that had been outside and just brought it into the house and Febreze it. And that was our, we're like, it's clean now. It's part of the house. This is ours now. Was it filled with bugs? Um, I mean, maybe, but we didn't feel it. it they're very okay comfortable the, bugs. They're very yeah, comfortable yeah, bugs. What can you very say? Very chill bugs. Very chill, comfy bugs. But yeah, no, I'm looking for a, I would look for a, a nice, like a good chair or a cool lamp. Okay. Like a novelty lamp. Yeah. Okay. I like where your head's at. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's a fish and it's coming out of the fish's mouth. Maybe it's a baseball bat. Something like that. Something uh, something classy and relevant to your life. Yeah, That's exactly. Fine. That shows that like he's not all seriousness. <laughs> he's he, fun too. He reads books and reads them by a fun light. <laughs> Get you a man that can do both. Paula, let me turn the question back on you. What's oh, your dream gosh. garage sale find? I think I need to stop asking questions because then when they're turned back to me, I simply don't have an answer. Sure. Well, you're just inquisitive. I know. It's my journalistic nature, you know. 
I don't know if this is relevant to this conversation, but for a long time, my I was like, I want to invent a time machine and then go back and buy a bunch of stuff and then sell it. But I think that is so similar to the movie Yesterday where that guy, I don't know, woke up and the Beatles never existed or whatever the plot was. Uh-huh. That I think they stole it from me. Uh-huh. It's totally possible. Maybe someone incepted you and they stole all your ideas. It doesn't seem that similar to me because one of them is a, your one is a interesting kind of like business venture that would be kind of funny to do. The other one is morally questionable (laughs) because it's not like you are going back in time and like stealing it from people who (laughs) needed that stuff. You are now no, taking I, yeah. credit for someone else's art in yesterday. <laughs> um, can you imagine like I make my rival movie and the whole plot is it's me. I invent a time machine. Am I killing Hitler? No. Am I saving anyone? No. I just go back in time, buy a bunch of, I don't know, the, the beanie baby who like the tag was printed wrong. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> make a stop in 1996. Sell all those. This is a this is a side note. But do you ever get things that seem like they're like a little bit broken when you buy them or whatever? You're like, maybe I want a contest. Like I once got an Oreo where the cookie part was like the cookies. It was the <laughs> filling was in the middle still. But the you know how it's stamped with the like Oreo bit yeah. on the outside and then it's flat on the inside. The flat part was on the outside, on both sides. I was like, maybe I won a contest. What a shitty contest for a company (laughs) to throw where they're like, okay, it is a contest. The prize is a million dollars and a tour through our magical factory. But. And at the end of this tour, one of you will inherit this entire factory. Yes. But it's going to be so similar. (laughs) <laughs> to the normal product. I also love the idea of the marketing team being like production is like, oh no, oh no. Like we had a bad day on the line and there's a hundred, like there's a hundred cookies that are inside out and marketing's like, let's make it a contest. <laughs> <laughs> Oompa, loompa. Oreo cook. <laughs> so Paul- okay, what <laughs> Can you imagine like Oreo doing a big contest like that? Like a big Willy Wonka style contest? And they're like, oh. Nelly, Nelly Nabisco? Yeah. You're like, it's a tour of the famous Oreo factory. And you get there and it's not at all magical. It's just like a really pristine, regular kind of corporate factory. Yeah. And there's like a workers union. Yeah. Like, can you imagine what a letdown that would be? <laughs> no element, no singing, no trying anything because it's like, you know, it's not ready yet. But Augustus Gloop is still there because <laughs> he loves the chocolate. <laughs> and these kids are still going on the tour. <laughs> So, Paula, yes, I have a new segment for us that I don't know if it's going to be a recurring segment. I don't know if we're ever going to do so this just again. enjoy it while it freaking lasts, people. Yeah. So, I am going to tentatively call this segment Tater Time. Okay. So Okay, I hope it's a recurring segment because I already got a tattoo that says that. That was so fast. Yeah, it's, it's right Is across it your forehead. Home? Yeah. Tell me, I can't say it. Is it spelled wrong? It's spelled wrong. How's it spelled? 
you spelled time like the like the plant. Oh, was that not? Because no. I haven't seen it written. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tater Time <laughs> is a new segment where I dig into IdahoPotato.com. Now, IdahoPotato.com, for those of you who have never been, I had never been either until today. The reason I was on IdahoPotato.com is because I was trying to make a recipe from Bon Appetit, which oh, is potatoes? the greatest thing. And they said we needed new potatoes or any other type of waxy potato. And I said into Google, what is a new potato? What does that mean? I've never heard of that type of potato. Turns out new potato is just any young potato. But what I found was a segment on IdahoPotato.com called Ask Dr. Potato. There we go. And Dr. Potato is a cartoon potato man who answers questions about potatoes that users have submitted. So many. Yep. These go back to 2009. There are 74 pages of questions on this website. Um, I would like to read the disclaimer up top. With 742 posts, chances are there's already an answer to your question. No, no, no. Wait. There's 742 posts yep. from Dr. Potato. Yep, questions to Dr. Potato that Dr. Potato has there answered. There are 742 questions about potatoes. Yes, and Dr. Potato doesn't want any of your bullshit because it's probably been answered before. They say it right there. Like, read it and see. use the search tools just to make sure that you're not asking another question, you piece of shit. We've already answered it. Wow. I'm a doctor. My time is I limited. I feel like I'm climbing to the mountain top, to the mountain peak, to ask my oracle, Dr. Potato, a question. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I've answered 742. See if someone else had the same one. Yeah, exactly. Please sift through my full card catalog. So, Paula, I want to read through a couple of these uh, questions here. Um, I do want to say that we are not an advice podcast. There's lots of advice podcasts out there. No, we are not. But we are a potato advice podcast. Yes. (laughs) So here's a question. I forgot my potatoes in the oven. They came out wrinkly and hard. Can I do it? Anything with them besides throwing them away? <laughs> Doorstep. Answer. Ah, it almost sounds like the title of a best-selling novel, The Forgotten Potatoes. <laughs> There's good news and bad news here. The bad news is a forgotten baked potato is overcooked, overdone, and I'd say stick a fork in it, but that's probably not possible. The good oh, news? no. The good news? Idaho potatoes are readily available year-round and quite inexpensive, so just pop in a new batch and don't forget to set your timer. So his advice is, nah, your potato's fucked. (laughs) Yeah, you dang fucked up that potato. Go buy more. I'm part of the potato lobby. Please buy more potatoes. Keep buying those dang potatoes. What if every single answer to every single question is just like, well, you better buy some more. Here's another question entitled, my potato exploded when baking. Okay, time to buy a new potato. (laughs) Question. I'm born and raised in eastern Idaho, and I I know how to bake a potato. I don't know, buddy. I've moved to Wisconsin in 2015. The past two times we've baked potatoes, at least one of them, quote-unquote, blew apart. I baked them at 400 degrees. The first was a Yukon Gold, and the second was an Idaho Russet. They They were not huge bakers. Our oven is convection, but it has never happened before. Please advise. Answer. 
The potatoes should be pierced a few times on each side prior to baking, or they could possibly, for lack of a better word, explode, scattering potato chunks inside the oven. How can this happen? Consider that the skin protected the potato through the growth and storage process can also trap steam within the potato once the baking process begins. When pierced prior to baking, the steam has a gradual escape path. Similarly, never bake potatoes in foil as this traps the moisture in the potato, resulting in a less than desirable or gummy interior texture. That did not answer the question. Did not answer the question. That's kind of how a potato works. Yep. And also, do you think this is just a guy? There is a disclaimer here. Dr. Potato isn't a real doctor, but a team of potato experts ready to answer all your potato questions. I like to think it's like Shakespeare. Yeah. It's where maybe Shakespeare existed and maybe a thousand years from now when they find the annals of the internet. They will hail Dr. Potato as they hail the bard now. Yes, exactly. They'll go to his home. People will make pilgrimages to his home in Idaho. High schoolers will be forced to read page after page of Dr. Potato. Yeah, ask Dr. Potato questions. And on one side, it'll be the questions. And on the other side, they'll be like, a microwave was a tool used at the time. Ooh, how antiquated. So that's tater time. Josh, I, um, I kind of think we should write into Dr. Potato with our own question. Well... We can only do that if we've searched all the other questions. Well, my thought is, what if we start turning to him for life advice? (laughs) (laughs) So I've started one. I thought maybe we could go on it together. Uh Uh-huh. Sure, please. So, hi, Dr. Potato. Longtime reader, first-time writer. Question for you. Or let's say I need your advice. Uh Uh-huh. I need your advice. Everyone around around the office have given me a strange nickname (laughs) recently. Uh-huh. I don't have anything else past that. <laughs> Everyone calls me Spuds. <laughs> Spuds. I do not like this. <laughs> my name is Simon, and I would prefer people used my Christian name. Oh, no, I already put your uh, full name in your email with this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I am not a Spuds. Please help. This is not fun. I love it. XOXO, Josh. (laughs) Oh, great. Thank you. Submit. (laughs) We'll let you know on our next Tater Time if we get an answer. (laughs) So, Paula, I would like to talk about maybe the most famous trash being ever okay oscar the grouch Ooh, one of the most famous trash beings ever yes 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 do you like him i like him i think he's the only one who keeps it real on that goddamn street that goddamn street were you a sesame street fan oh my god i was raised on so much sesame street yeah i think obviously sesame street can only happen on the east coast because the trash is out front. Otherwise, Oscar the Crouch would be in the alleys of a Midwest city. Yeah, I city. want to bring that up. Why is all the trash in New York on the sidewalk? Because they didn't build alleys. The Why city, did they build alleys? The city didn't burn down Good. once. So burn they, could, they didn't get another chance. Well, someone done fucked up right away. I don't know. I think it gives it a little bit of charm. To have smelly, smelly trash everywhere you go? If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> if you can make it here amongst the trash piles, yeah. then, honey, you can succeed everywhere. It gets really ripe in August. Oh it's really my bad. God. They should just build alleys. 
There's no room in New York to build anything. I don't know how this works. Just build them. Put them underground. That's All already right. called the subway. All right. The way that the subway's running right now. Am I right, Mayor oh, de Blasio? Okay. okay, okay, okay. Mayor de Blasio, build steps to the sky. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like an elevated, like an elevated path. Well above the head. Like the like the high line? Kind of, but higher. <laughs> the higher line. The higher line. And then you just put the trash there and then that's it. And it and the smell just goes down. And you're in shade always. You know what? If you're and in New York. And we all become sewer people. If you're in New York, you probably will find a way to freaking brag about it anyway. What are your thoughts on Oscar the Grouch? Um, fine. You know, I was I was not a Sesame Street kid. Really? No. What did you watch? How did you I watched a lot of Tales from the Crypt <laughs> and a lot of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. And How old? Uh Deaf Child. Child, child. Uh, and then very much a lot of like uh, the like 90s Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So those were kind of... The Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt was kind of my personal Oscar. The Your big bird? My big bird. <laughs> <laughs> like when you needed to learn how to read the Tales of the Crypt Keeper was what was... Oh, I still have chills thinking of him. That was the creepiest creature to ever be on television. Did never, you ever see it? I've never watched this show. Oh my God. He's this horrifying little crypt puppet. Uh-huh. That's kind of the whole thing with him. Uh-huh. And he laughs. Um, but what I do want to ask you about for Oscar the Grouch, and I don't know if this would work or, or not, um, but <laughs> um, which celebrity would you like to see live in a trash can? <laughs> <laughs> so which celebrity... <laughs> Would I like to see or which celebrity do I think would thrive in? Okay, so you have to replace Oscar the Grouch with a celebrity. Okay, yeah. So like, yes. So Oscar the Grouch is retiring. Sesame Street is bringing on some some new talent. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like Larry David, right? Like he'd give the right kind of energy. Yeah, Larry David would definitely live in that. Big Bird would be like, I'm having such a good day. And he'd be like, you're big, you're yellow. How are you not schwitzing? (laughs) Okay, not a bad Larry David impression. Thank you. It's also a Bernie Sanders impression. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can see someone like SNL's Lorne Michaels. So similar. (laughs) Kind of similar vibe. Uh, A famous grouch. A famous, okay. Also, um, New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick. He just pops out in a hoodie and he's like. Just like like all angry old man. We're on to to the next episode. We're not going to talk about what happened in this past episode, there was some lackluster play. I'm glad that we eked out the win, but I wasn't very happy with it. We're just, we're on to next week. <laughs> we have Sabian Glover coming in. <laughs> I can see an Emma Stone doing well in a trash can. Well, she can pull off anything. She can pull off anything. <laughs> you know? You know who I would want to be Oscar the Grouch in that trash who? can? Celine Dion. Oh. Just think about the spectacle that she would bring. She would. She would make that trash can shine. Right? Have you watched Celine Dion videos and how weird she is? Like on YouTube? No. This is not worth talking about on the pod necessarily. No, and now it is. She is the 
weirdest individual. Really? She does a lot of like chest slapping. <laughs> she does a lot of like just randomly being like doot 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 <laughs> in I normal situations. Love her. I love her already, and she's my new trash. Yeah. My new uh, my new grouch. Yeah. My new little trash monster. Yeah, exactly. All right. But speaking of trash monsters, um, trash trash animals. Oh yeah. That's another thing we kind of wanted to talk about this episode. Yeah, this is true. What do you think the hottest trash animal is? Okay, well, what are we saying trash animals? animals? Raccoons? Yep. Rats? Yep. Are we saying what's the hottest or which one do I most want as a pet? You can take it however you want. Okay, so pigeons? Yep. What else? Vultures. Vultures. Mice? I think rats are stronger. I don't know that mice. Yeah. Um, I can picture like a real mangy cat. Yeah. Like not a cat you want to pet. Like the kind of cat that's like got a cartoon uh, fish skeleton in yeah, its mouth. Yeah, and, and like a little hoop earring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like DJ Scat Cat. DJ Scat Cat for sure. Okay. So it is which, which trash animal is the hottest slash do you want as a pet? The options are rat, pigeon, vulture... <laughs> raccoon and dj's Scat cat yeah okay great options. so i mean if it was just hottest clearly it's dj Scat cat not my type had a whole relationship with paula abdul i know <laughs> really are they still together i hope you know if there's hope and that's one of those couples where if they break up i'm like love is dead couple goals <laughs> um it would not be raccoons i love raccoons so raccoons are an uncanny valley for me they have little tiny hands little tiny human hands yes. and it's fucking terrifying They're amazing no it's creatures. so terrifying really it's terrible like why are they able to do that why is any other species able to use their thumbs it's like it makes them that much closer to being human good and they walk on their little hind legs sometimes yeah no it's terrifying oh, okay picture this a little raccoon in a little business suit yeah and a little That's top cute. hat and like a yes. little fedora and stuff like yes. that i would never trust him i am a hundred percent no he's selling you a he's selling you a lemon of an old uh, of yeah a exactly but uh man you're you just made for me a good case for raccoons <laughs> i i mean if they weren't, why do they have to wash stuff so often? What are they doing that makes it so dirty? I'm doing a really good raccoon impression right now. Yeah, it's really great. Oh my God, are you a raccoon? You know, when as a kid, we almost uh, got a pet raccoon. Paula. I know. I don't Paula, have anything at that. Well, how is that even, is that legal? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That feels like it's weird enough that like you would have had to get some back alley deal anything, to be able to. Anything goes if you don't have someone creeping around asking questions. <laughs> Um, what about rats? What, are you somebody who's scared of rats? I'm not necessarily scared of rats, but I do not like rats okay. at all. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling like you don't love the trash animals. I don't like any trash. I don't really like trash. I feel such a kinship as a little trash animal myself. <laughs> I feel such a kinship with all of these animals. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. I'm imagining now, um, you know, like how in Snow White, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she brings and in all, all the, the animals, animals, like the beautiful yeah. birds. And <laughs> You've the got a cottage. <laughs> You've got like a garden apartment, which for all of you who aren't in Chicago means a basement apartment. And you're just ah, like, <laughs> and you just summon all the trash animals. Wait, what would to, be the what would be like the trash animal song that would summon them? It has to be like probably like train or something. <laughs> it's, it's hey, soul, soul sister. sister. <laughs> 
They all come running towards me. <laughs> they all have their bracelets from Burning Man. <laughs> Josh, what about trashy television? I like trashy television. Was that a good segue? <laughs> it was a great segue. Um, I definitely like not hate watch shows, mm-hmm. but I definitely there are certain shows that are not good. Yeah. That I really like. Like the CW's The Flash. I've watched every episode of the CW's The Flash. The Flash. The Flash, like the superhero who can run real fast. He has a show. Is it just about him running places? Yeah, kind of. Like a travel show. Yeah. (laughs) That is just taking off. That's actually. Now let's go see the pyramids. Yeah, that's the uh, next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Is now they're just coming out with TV shows where it's just like it's um. It's the Hulk doing a like house flipping show. <laughs> so like, Hulk smash yeah. this wall to make an expansive kitchen. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, which this super- foundation bad. <laughs> okay, he would be helpful, but most importantly, I need to bring up really fast. Yeah, did you know that there is a chopped variant show about blacksmiths? Called Smithed? Called, let me look it up. It is called Forged in Fire. (laughs) And it is chopped, but for blacksmiths. And every episode, a few new blacksmiths come in, and they make little swords, and then there's little tests to see whose sword is the best, and the worst one is revealed. And then that person goes home and then there's that the- person gets stabbed by the their own yes. bad sword. And then and then the next people then find out the next kind of sword they have to make. And then they make it. What channel is this on? History Channel. Okay. And they have five days to make a sword. Uh-huh. That's a long time. That is a really And uh, I've only seen one part of I've only seen one part of one episode. But um they made a sword. Mm-hmm. And then the way they tested it is they had three giant fish hanging from meat hooks from the ceiling. And a strange man took out the sword and he walloped it through as many fish of the three fish as he could. And um, both of them cut two and a half fish. Uh-huh. And he went, two and a half fish. That sword can cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one did the exact same amount. That's... This is like a fever dream of me as a 10-year-old when I didn't have anyone to play Dungeons and Dragons with. (laughs) That sword can cut. Yeah, that sword can cut. (laughs) And the audience goes, woo! I assume there's a live audience, live studio audience. Again, I've only seen like 10 minutes of an episode. I imagine all of their different like smash cuts (laughs) for when they're editing are all just like, in the background in every single one it's of them. It's like uh, the Fruit Ninja. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I know that they, so they, you find out the type of sword you have to make and then you have to go home and make the sword. Mm-hmm. And then you come back five days later. How do they know that you made the sword? I, I, a camera's there. Okay. Um, I thought you just like came home and you could be like, they're like, this one still says Ikea on it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, but I love a world where like it's set up like the chopped kitchen, but it's for swords. Yeah, right. Are there, 
shows that you religiously watch that are trash TV? Um, I don't know if I would say I religiously watch, but I definitely will get in a little habit sometimes of uh, very teen-centric shows. Mm-hmm. So I watch all of Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Watch some of Riverdale. Uh-huh. Love watching 35-year-olds just play hot teens. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of fun for everyone. Uh-huh. Um, and I love to imagine like what it is like for the kids just trying to get an education at that school. <laughs> As like the cops are constantly busting in being like, we're here to arrest someone. There's been another murder. And it's like, God damn it. I just want to take AP Calc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get into a good school. I want to get into state. <laughs> Like, there's just casually, like... Also, like, in any other school, I'm a 10, but here I'm a 6. <laughs> like, the bar is set at a really weird level. I really don't feel comfortable going to, to changing in the locker rooms. <laughs> Everyone's so cut. <laughs> also, like, the you know, they're always on, like, hot person teams. They're always on, like, cheerleading and, like, you know, debate kind of stuff. <laughs> Are they on debate? Yeah. In Pretty Little Liars one is. Uh, but I feel like... That's I, like a thing where you slid in debate as a way to be like, oh yeah, like lots of hot people do debate. Yeah, people love to be to debate. Um, I did not do debate, but Everyone I, loves magicals. All the hot kids do magicals. All the hot kids um, were knowledgeable, knowledgeable. So like, that's actually like a hot kid thing. <laughs> um, and I also just, just two nights ago wrapped up my favorite trashy show mm-hmm. called Love Island. Love Island. You've told me briefly I'm about obsessed this. Obsessed with but Love Island. But if you could just spe- uh, preach the gospel of Love Island to our listeners. So I, there's an American version. I don't know about that. Uh, I watched uh, season one of the British version, and it is absolutely wild. The premise of the show is a bunch of people who are hot, but not in the same way that they are on The Bachelor. Like they are regular people, hot. Sure. Uh, they all live in a beautiful house, and then occasionally they'll be like. You have to couple up and then you have to like be with somebody and you have to sleep in the same bed as another person. And the rules are just very vague. Um, sure. but the only thing you really need to know about Love Island, the very, very first episode, uh, you know how like on The Bachelor or something, um, they'll be like, oh, I'm just looking for a woman with like a sense of humor who I can like really connect with. Sure. You know, like like home. lame kind of like yeah. dating profile stuff yes. where it's like, I'm looking for someone who in this like vagary way of like, I want, yes, everyone would want that kind of person. Yeah. I'm just looking for the whole package. Yeah. This one, first episode, this British as hell goes, guy goes, I'm just looking for a girl with the big tits and the nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the gospel they lived by it's on that re- That's show. earnest. It's earnest as heck. Yeah, you just say what you want and put it out in the universe. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do you think you'd do on a dating show? Badly. Badly? Why? Honestly, based on any other kind of dating stuff that I've done, I would probably just overshare <laughs> within the first episode <laughs> is really what would happen. I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening another week. Um, I think we went a week without saying it, but it really helps if you rate, review, and subscribe. We gave you a little bit of a break from us reminding you, but yes, please, 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 that really helps us enormously. And if you tell a friend about it, that would be awesome. And Uh, the offer still stands that if you write a review, Josh or I will legally marry you. I don't know that I entered into this contract. Paula just put this out in the universe, and I guess it's in writing. I guess it's in writing. 
before we go, here is our weekly segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. Earnest Moment of the, the week. week! I have another Earnest Moment here. Yes. From one of our OG listeners, Jared. Hi, Jared. So he called this, and I, I, he's calling this shot the earnest moment of the decade. Okay, pretty high bar. And pretty high bar, and we'll see if that's that's true. Um, all he did was send me a link to um, the Edgewater Chamber of Commerce neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> um, Edgewater has a pet mayor. What? Edgewater has a pet mayor. Edgewater's pet mayor. Yes, you read that right. Pax the Goat was inaugurated as Edgewater's first pet mayor at Edgevest on Sunday, August 4th, 2019. Six candidates campaigned over the summer of 2019 and raised about $20,000 for the Care for Real Pet Food Pantry. In his first act as mayor, Pax the Goat named his cabinet. Commissioner of Transportation... Titus the cat, commissioner of potty animals, Bug the dog, commissioner of pups and recreation, Baloo the dog, commissioner of paw services, Wrigley the dog, commissioner of public works, Winston the dog. Oh my god, I love this the most. <laughs> Listen to how Paula actually had to wipe away tears. I love She's it legitimately so crying. I'm overwhelmed by how much I love this. <laughs> Wait, what's the goat's name? Pax. Pax. Named after me. <laughs> He's ushering in the age of, of Pax Edgewater. <laughs> a, year, a period in which... Peace and commerce reign throughout <laughs> yeah. the neighborhood. But top, what no more are they warring with <laughs> Rogers Park. Pax <laughs> is a, a stern but fair mayor. Yes, exactly. Um, he said, cut the billy goat in half. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, I have another, but it is my own, I guess. Wow. And that's the truest one of all. I guess I've had several earnest moments, but this one I would be remiss if I did not talk about. Sure. So while I was at Lala yesterday, mm-hmm. I kind of was looking at a little bird. I was kind of up a little. like I found a Where little, were you? Um, and it's just like an area. Yeah, but like but an area for normal people? I, I was in the <laughs> VIP section. Woo! A Woo! friend. It sounds so fancy. A like friend of a friend couldn't ha- bought the four day pass and couldn't go on the last day, so they uh, wriggled the wrist out of it and, and passed it over. So it. Uh huh. So I lived the high life. Uh, did not saw how the one percent live, and it was amazing. Um, but I was kind of watching from the thrones they let you sit on in VIP. Yeah. And Getting fanned by the, yes, the servants yes, with palm, yes. long palm fronds. Um, and there were like these little girls, like you can kind of see the grass and these little girls that were practicing their cheerleading moves. Uh huh. Like, you know, like backflips and cartwheels and stuff. Yeah. And then this guy came by who was um, so handsome, I would say probably early 20s, and was wearing a t shirt that made it seem like he was probably a former cheerleader. Uh huh. And also, like, you know, he very like athletic build. Sure. And he kind of was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me show you something. And then he did a cartwheel to kind of like impress these little girls. And these little girls looked at him and started doing like multiple cartwheels with flips. <laughs> uh, but then they all hung out like for like 
probably 30 minutes Aww. and he was teaching them to do like um like cheer lifts Aww. you know and it was really cute and like the girls were like there was probably like four or five girls and they were lined up so he'd like do a cheer lift with one of them and then would like switch and then yeah, switch and switch and switch. And it was really, really adorable. And then towards the end, the one, the little girl that I would say probably most dramatic, um, he dropped her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was fine. She was definitely fine. But she like started hopping around on one foot and like demanding to be carried and stuff. And then she was uh-huh. fine, but it was pretty earnest. As always, we want to thank Ryan Cruz, she's at RB Cruiser on Instagram for our wonderful logo and for the theme music. Dylan Dutch, he's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. Is there anything else we need to to do? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we love you. And uh... until next week, hey soul sister, <laughs> hey there, <laughs> Mister Mister on the radio. <laughs> Have a good week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Have a great week. Why not be? Beat-